the station with the best music. music. Best music. I love the music. Best music. Tonight, we're going to have a special guest with us tonight. Uh, his name is Kenny Blues Boss Wayne, and uh, he's going to be joining us here in a little bit. Uh, before we go there, I uh, just want to say that uh, Carla's Coffee House is now going to be aired two times a week due to demand, which is great news. So, uh, we're going to be having another one on Sunday night, same time, 7 o'clock, and you can actually see us uh, um, on the webpage or on Facebook. So go on over to Facebook, go to HGB Canada Interactive, uh, join up and you'll be able to interact with me while I'm on the air. If you have questions for Kenny, I'll field them to him. And uh, I think you're gonna really enjoy the show tonight. We're gonna play a track from Kenny right now. It's called, How About That? And then we're gonna give Kenny a call. Kenny Wayne with uh, 
How about that? I like that song because it's pretty funky. We're going to give um, Kenny a call right now. Let's see here. There's his number. So get ready, folks. Good evening, Kenny. How are you? I'm doing good, thanks. <laughs> this is Carla from hey. Carla's Coffee House, and uh, we're really excited to talk to you tonight about your music. Oh, great. Great. So, <clears throat> Kenny, you're in British Columbia, is that right? I am, yes. So, yeah. you, you got, you're in God's that. country then. Sorry? You're in, you're in God's country. Nice, yeah. nice warm weather. Well, they they, they, they kind of call it wine country because it's, it's a lot, lot of uh, wineries in the Okanagan Valley. <clears throat> That's true. So, yeah. So, Kenny, um, mm-hmm. did you watch football this weekend? No, I didn't. No, I, I just got back from, uh, I was uh, in a colder part of the country, um, Saskatchewan. Ooh. Um, for for a couple of engagements and uh, uh, and kind of froze there, so I'm kind of uh, nursing a little bit of a, of cold. Uh, so I'm no, so I'm kind of just relaxing. Oh, that's good. That's good. So you had a, a couple engagements in Saskatchewan. Was you playing there? Yep, yep. We played at the Decker Theater in um, um where was this at? Um, Oh, I can't think of the name. North North Battleford. Okay. And uh, and then the other one was in Saskatoon. So, so that was that was fun. It was a good good turnaround. But it was cold. <laughs> <coughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. How cold was it? Uh, <laughs> oh jeez. Well, you know, I, I had to wear my long johns underneath my suit pants that's how cool it was and I had my long jacket on so it, it, it was we didn't have far to go but but once you hit the out you know that that air it uh it, it is it is and it's not as cold as it's gonna be and I thought well I'm I sure I'm glad I don't live there oh yeah I know you get uh if you're not used to that type of climate it can be kind of hurt on you oh yeah it is it's it's it, and where are you where, where, where are you uh well, right now we're located in Brampton, but originally um, I still represent uh, Fredericton, New Brunswick. So we're used to snow oh, and cold. Brunswick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, yeah, you get a little cold. I never been, actually have I been in New Brunswick. Yeah, I guess I have. Um, I think I was. Uh, I'm trying to think of the city. Uh, they had celebrated the 400 years uh, of uh, of being there, and it was. Uh, and I thought, wow, that is really, it's it, 400 years, that's way before Canada. <laughs> yeah, a lot of Atlantic Canada's like that. It's, it's, it was settled a, quite a few, few hundred years before Canada became a country. That's right, yeah, because they were celebrating. I thought, wow, it's, now that's something I learned about the history that, about Canada I didn't know. <laughs> so, uh, do you play, yeah, so do you play cool. down there quite often in, in Atlantic Canada? No, I haven't been there in a while. Uh, I've been to Halifax and, and like New, New Brunswick. Um, but I'd love to go to uh, that area. I'd love to go to uh, Prince Edward Island. I'd love to go there. I haven't seen that yet. There's, there's a lot of areas out that I haven't seen yet uh, in uh, in Canada. I'd like, love to venture out. And I heard a lot about it, but uh, haven't got there yet. Usually I'm flying over that way. <laughs> yeah. That's the problem with flying, eh? You kind of don't get to see things as you go, but it's the no. best way to do it in this big country, that's for sure. So, Kenny, yeah. where are you from? Like, where's where's your roots? Where's your uh, family? Well, I was, I was born in Spokane, Washington, and I uh, was uh, raised in three cities, New Orleans, San Francisco, and Los Angeles. I probably will spend the most of the amount of time in L.A. doing all my schooling. In, in Los Angeles. However, my, my last stateside ad- address was in San Francisco. Wow. So what brought you to Canada? Sorry? What brought you to Canada? Well, um, 
I was doing in Hawaii. I was in Hawaii for about a year. Um, Oahu and uh, Hawaii. And uh, the group that I was with, a couple of guys that were with Sly and the Tummy Stone, and uh, we decided to, to, well, they decided that they were just going to stay there and, uh, you know, get their little grass hut and, 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 and their hula lady and, uh, and raise a family. <clears throat> and I thought, well, I wasn't ready to do all that. So I joined a band that was touring Canada from Los Angeles. And they were, they were in a different section of the island. And uh, they needed a piano player, actually the singer. Uh, Jackie was, was the lead singer, but she was sitting down at the piano and she wanted to get up. So she hired me. She said, um, well, we have a tour in, in Canada. And I said, well, never been to Canada. And we'll pay you way back to the mainland and, and, uh, and go on tour. Well, I, I came up here and I, I just kind of fell in love with it. This is great. Vancouver, I've been there for, I don't know, 20 years, over the 20, maybe 30 years. Oh, wow. And, um, yeah, I came to Canada, I came to uh, Vancouver, and I think it was 82. And, um, um, and I loved it. And it's very much like San Francisco, so I wasn't, I didn't get that homesickness, you know, it was, it was just very similar. A little, few little things different, but basically, I would say 90% of it, it was pretty much it was, it was a seaport, you know, very much like Seattle and, and et cetera. But, um, and so I got married and stayed. And, and that band decided that they would want to go to Las Vegas. And I wasn't interested in going to Las Vegas, so I stayed in Canada. Wow. And I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> well, gee, that's quite the story how you got around there. Yeah, uh, and, and it was it was a very good move because I because um, uh, before I, I I had been playing several different styles of music. I mean, I played jazz and and uh, R&B, rock and roll. I played all that Latin music. And um, what I what in Canada, I, I, I began to uh, get more focused on uh, direction. And uh, and that's kind of when I went back to the blues. I mean, I, I I never really thought of the blues as being something where whereby you could uh, get paid. You know, sometimes you don't get paid at all. I mean, that's the blues. <clears throat> and so I, I I never really ventured into that genre of music. But I I was able to play it. I played gospel as well, and a lot of different types of music and and rock. Was seemed like be a little bit more commercial, and people were making a little more money. So I was going that way. But Canada, uh, I think around 1994, uh, um, I was living in Vancouver, but I was I was in Spain, and I was playing, and a guy asked me if I knew how to play some blues, and uh, I said I don't know who was or who was who was here blues, you know. So I played a, a couple of blues songs on like two I knew. And um, and he said, you sound to me like uh, champion Jack Dupree. And uh, he said, do you know who he is? I said, no, I'm sorry, I don't. It sounds like a boxer to me. And he says, yeah, he was a boxer, but he's a good uh, blues and boogie-woogie player uh, for New Orleans. And you have that New Orleans thing. I said, well, I lived well, I was quite young when I was in New Orleans. Anyway, I decided to... Uh, come back to Vancouver after a little tour and record my first record and I started getting some recognition for me and my music instead of the band and um, I thought well this is a big change for me so I think that that and I was living in, 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 in Vancouver so that's where I got my start my direction my purpose I noticed your music like when when it was sent to me um, I, I got so excited because I got, it was so refreshing. Um, coming from the East Coast, we have blues, but it's like a rock blues. And yeah. you, you can feel and hear and, and taste that New Orleans, you know, influence in your blues. And uh, we have a big festival there in Fredericton. It's called the Harvest Jazz and Blues Festival. And it uh, uh, basically... Um, 
it grabs thousands and thousands of people internationally come to that festival. And yes. when New Orleans had the um, the hurricane that just crippled it. Right. Yeah, the, uh, Katrina, yeah. Yeah, when Katrina hit there, because um, I was asking at uh, um, one of the festivals a couple of years ago when I was back home, and I said, how come we don't see those blues artists and uh, Cajun artists that, that we used to see? And uh, one of the organizers said they can't get get them up here anymore because a lot of them still haven't recovered from Katrina. Oh, yeah. And they've been displaced, too. A lot of them don't live in uh, New Orleans. And, and they, they've been sort of, they're kind of spread out, you know, throughout the country. So, the, yeah, there's, there's not, you know, very few of them that just just decide to just, hang in there but most of them been you know replaced the only time they really get them back is during the, the jazz festival and they try to uh, you know they try to bring some of the regulars back and so um, my mother's from New Orleans originally and so it's difficult for me to get there because I never I was, wasn't actually raised there I was only there for five years you know a little boy so I wasn't part of the scene so it's another place I like to play. And Frederick had another place. I did play. I, I played there many, many years ago, uh, and that was a that was a really good festival. I'm hoping to get back in that way. So I hope they pick you up because that's that's good stuff, you know. And uh, um, your music is it's so refreshing to hear that because, like I said, I, I come from an area where um, the type of blues you do here is pretty kind of like rock blues. And I, yeah. not that I don't like it, because I love it. Um, but just it's it's it it just uh, it contrasts so much when I hear your music, and there's this <clears throat> honesty in it, and and purity that I haven't heard in a very long time. It's like well thought out. Now, do you write uh, the album that I got of yours? It's got uh, mm-hmm. like a Mr. Blueberry Hill on it. Um, mm-hmm. Are they all your compos- compositions? Yes. Yes. They're all the songs that I've written, and uh, and as a bonus, I put uh, um, George on my mind. But the rest, yeah, the rest of it. And I usually do that. Usually, what what I I try to do um, is in my records is as um, I usually put one or two of my influences in it, uh, songs by them: uh, Amos Milburn, um, Jay Johnson, uh, Ray Charles. Um, I, I try to try to put some of my influences along with my with my music kind of uh, partners with that sound right um, so yeah I, I think I think that's that's the that's my 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 calling and, and I, I try to the different styles I try to incorporate a East Coast style or Chicago style in the US and try to do a different influence all across the U.S. You have the Chicago, you got the St. Louis Jump Blues, um, you know, you got the Los Angeles, you know, kind of a gospelish kind of blues, and uh, Chicago, uh, I'm sorry, L.A., Texas type of thing. So I, I, I try to use, I, I've got, seem to have that, that influence and that style, and I try to do that in, in most of my recordings, that, uh, Sometimes I might linger in Kansas City or St. Louis style with the jump, jump blues, which I really like, kind of a um, Louis Jordan type of thing, you know. Um, but this time I, I, I wanted to touch back, I wanted to start with the Chicago style. And that was the, I knew I'd be playing the blues and get that style in there. And of course, get some of the R&B stuff is more of the West Coast. So I, 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 that's kind of my, you know, I'm kind of like a, a little dialing tone, you know, going back and forth, zigzagging across with different styles of, of music. It's very entertaining music. Like, I really, really enjoy this album. And you have just put this album out, is that right? Yes. It came out uh, September 28th. Wow. So you're going to be touring and promoting this album soon. I am, yeah. I've been doing quite a bit. Uh, so far <clears throat> and I've got uh, some European uh, touring next year and it's, it looks like it's going to be pretty busy early next year there's a lot of things that's coming in so 
I'm trying to get as many festivals uh, as possible. And, uh, I think I'll probably go back to Russia again and um, um, Italy. We have some agencies that we got now, so they're all interested, and especially uh, they're interested in listening to some piano blues because there's a lot of guitar blues. Yes. A lot of harmonica, a lot of harmonica blues. <clears throat> but the piano, you know, the piano used to, you know, in the 50s, it was, it was you go to Chicago, you always hear the piano uh, in a blues club. Now you don't hear it now, it's always guitars. Um, so there's, there's uh, people who are interested and um, they want to hear some piano blues. And, and that's the calling. In fact, I got an offer to play at the Black History in uh, Detroit in uh, February. Um, they scoured the, the the North America looking for an Afro-American piano player, blues piano player, that um, didn't play in a band that could actually do a solo. And uh, so they, they contacted me all the way from, all the, way from the West Coast. Wow. They said, we, we, want, we want to bring you over here. But I think that that's sort of my, sort of my calling because a lot of my friends that I've known in the years have all passed and that, you know, are, 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 are have feeling um, health when they can't actually travel. So I'm trying to keep myself together so I can keep going. So you've been doing this quite a few years and by that statement. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a few times. I think my my total commitment to to uh, full time musician. I mean, I've had jobs and stuff. I I've, I've, I've had you know I've I've tried to to quit a couple times. And my first time I quit was '74, and uh, I moved to San Francisco, and I uh, was there for years and then I decided after my job there I decided well I'm gonna quit again so my 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 uh, my final decision to, to go at full-time musician was 1980 and that's when I went to Hawaii I thought I'm gonna do this and I'm not gonna look back and I haven't <laughs> so what was what was the, the the thing that made you decide that and and be so firm about it um, I guess it was just a, a desire, and, and, and of course a lot of people um, that I met, um, a lot of my peers and a lot of groups, I was able to see the, the success that they, they were having, and um, I, I never really had to look for work, I would always be with musicians that sort of had that back in finding gigs. And um, I thought, well, you know, if you can find enough gigs and, you know, and, and I don't have to worry about, you know, looking for a day job, then I, I think um, I might be interested because I always did love to, to to play and travel. So that that was a, that was a no-brainer. That's, that was something that I enjoyed performing in front of people. And, um, so I never really had to worry about that. And, and I... I've been pretty fortunate where we didn't have to starve as a musician. Well, I starved from 74 to 76, I was starving. But after that, I've been doing pretty good. There seemed to be a big blues resurgence in the in, in the 80s. I, I seem to remember that. Um, it became popularized. And uh, seemed like the... It did in, in Canada anyway, in my, my part of, of the world, because you really didn't hear too much about blues. And then it's like um, by the by the mid '80s, you you've seen people coming out of the word woodwork, you know that that was hey right. check this album out, you know, and they'd have Mississippi John Hurt in their hands, you know, and yeah, it seemed to once it it, it came out of the closet, so to speak, it just yeah. went crazy. Yeah, well, you know, it it it, it left the old community, and it became uh, I, I think it. For me, it became um, a little sophisticated in in, in, in one respect. In one respect, um, and then there was a lot of respect, especially from um, Europe. They had lots of respect for for um, um, roots roots type music, gospel music, country music, 
um, and um, blues. Um, and I think it, it sort of went over there, and it was raving over there, and, and, they, and I think the people on his side figured, hey, that's, that's, this is where it started from. Um, <laughs> we want to we bring it back. You know, because then you heard the Yardbirds and heard the, you know, Rolling Stones and all these other groups doing it, you know, Eric Clapton and everybody was doing the blues, uh, Long John Baldry. And so, you know, people started discovering it and said, well, wait a minute now, that's, that's the kind of blues they used to play at the juke joints over there in the, in the black districts. Now so now, we, now it's, it's become sophisticated and, uh, and accepted. Uh, so there was a there, there was definitely uh, uh, an avenue for for the blues to come out. It, I think basically thanks to Europe because uh, because they took it and embraced it and you know put it on the air, uh, put you know put it on TV, um, toured all over parts of Europe and they, and they appreciate it. I think they just love uh, the roots. Uh, where music, what type of music originated, where it originated from. So that that was that that really helped a lot. Yeah, that's. And of course, there's there's a lot of musicians early, you know, earlier, Josephine Baker, a lot of people that went over to France and became uh, 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 Memphis Slam. There's a lot of people went over to Europe and specifically. France and was was treated like royalty, you know. Where whereby in the states they were just you know barely able to make get paid. So it was so it, it, it there's a lot of thanks for that uh, and uh, for keeping it alive. And it, you know in in, in in England, you know the fifties music is just uh, the fifties craze. You know that swing fifties stuff and people are dancing and. And so there's not an art form that that Europe takes and kept and they nurturing it and manufacturing and sell it back to us. <laughs> yeah, it's, and we take it and pay a lot of money for it, right? Yeah, exactly. And it's funny that we don't appreciate what we have. We have to wait till somebody else likes it first, and then we might take it. Yeah, yeah we'll take it and we think, oh, what? what did that, did, did that start here? <laughs> yes, right. Yeah, right. Actually, right across the track in that little shack. That's where it started. And I was in stadiums, you know, and I was in, 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 in theaters, on television, and every place. So, it, you know, I'm sure that even in Asia is getting, getting over that way. So, it's, it's definitely global now. So, uh, I'm really happy for that. Now, do you, do you find, um, there's, of course, there's always the debate on what is blues. Um, what would you describe blues means to you? Um, blues to me, um, I guess it's more of a storytelling. Um, a lot of times, I mean, the, the, the blues came from a depressed or suppressed people, um, and it, it was a type of music where they found a release. Uh, their, their soul was released, um, and they were able to, to sing their songs. It, 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 it's very similar to gospel music, you know, where where there was suffrage and there was you know slavery, and uh, you know then there was a, a person that came in and they released them, and, and there was there was hope. And uh, I, I sort of I sort of look at blues that way, where it, where it does it, it's uh, uh, heartfelt, um, and uh, but I think the positive outcome is exactly where it did. It started from depressed people, and it went out and made a lot of people happy, and it also made those people that were singing the songs happy as well. Um, they, they were able to make a living, and uh, so that's a good thing. You, know, you can sing about a, a depressed song and you get, and make, you get paid for it. That's pretty good, to, you know. Uh, but I think I think that the to, to me the music is 
is uh, is uplifting. I mean, look at BB King, you know, and and and, and artists like that, and and they're on the stage singing their song, even if it's about a lost or you know uh, down and out. You said in a rejoicefulness that they know things are going to get better. Mm. And you see them, you look at them, and you say, you know, because there's no tears coming out, and so there's 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 smile and rejoicing, and they can put that feeling out, and it, it actually makes you feel better. And you put those expressions on your face, and you got that, and you just it's an enjoyment. And that's what I really found with find with, with the blues is that it's it, it, it's an enjoyment. I can sing about losing. A person in my life, which is you know a, a happy thing, mm. but there's there's you put this beat to it and this this rhythm to it, and this rhythm is telling you everything's going to be all right. You know the words are depressing, but you put this beat to it and you put this rhythm to it and you put your soul in it and you put the expression on your face and have this feeling in your fingers um people people feel good they, they, they actually they feel good and uh and I think that's where the blues is uh is very similar to gospel music like a lot of rejoicing you know there was a crucifixion and now there's a rejoicing and people uh have a good time with that so um they're very much related uh, I'm, I'm looking at both sides of it. Now, just to go back for a minute, Kenny, I wanted to touch on something. You had mentioned uh, earlier that uh, you um, was kind of chasing the rock and roll because that's where the money was at the time. Um, and then you came back to blues. Now, do you find when you made that decision to um, come back to more of um, a roots thing for yourself, a music that you enjoyed yourself, do you find that it propelled your success more so than if you had been just chasing what looked like it was working at the time? Yes, for sure. Um, you know, I think the music that I did and various types of music that I did, um, I was respected by a lot of my peers. And, you know, I, I um, they would discover my talent, I discover theirs. It did, and I did pretty. I was pretty much up the ladder uh, with with the with the acceptance of being able to to play, and um, but never written about. Never the media never talked about. Um, it was just friends, peers, and other musicians. Um, the, the blues. When I went to the blues, I did my first record, um, Alive and Loose. Um, I was offered um, um, a front page or a cover page on a magazine, West Coast West Coast Blues. It was Andy Griggs, and I thought that that was different. That was the first time that they were, and it was the first time they were actually talking about me and not the band, right? Or not the, you know, the lead singer is wonderful, you know, and, and everybody else is great, and a really hot guitar player. So this this what they began to talk about me and my music um, and who I sound like and everybody that that he mentioned that uh, reminded me were famous. I thought, well, that's a good thing. You sound like somebody's famous. So it's, it, it's it's better to sound like somebody's famous than sound like somebody that's not famous. Nobody <laughs> knows about. It. So I said, well, let me. Uh, so I'll, I'll take that. I, I, I was very appreciative of that. And then I start, uh, you know, before, I mean, I was doing songs that you had to do at, at a lot of clubs because you had to play top 40 and you had to play AM music. And, and if you wanted to work, you had, that's what you had to do. Um, when I decided to go into the blues and actually found myself in there, I thought, well, now I'm getting write-ups and I'm getting interviews and I'm getting offers to headline festivals and 
important you know to uh be able to make this you know i mean it's a business i i know a lot of musicians don't like to talk about that but it is a business if you want to continue to do what you love to do it you know there's investment and intelligence that has to go into that you know to keep it rolling um that's right so it's it's definitely um there's different tiers of it like i suppose um depending what what you want to get but autonomy I think it's really important because uh, you you don't want to become a Willie Nelson. <laughs> right. I'll yeah, never forget that story. Right. Yeah. Well. Um, yeah. You just gotta. You know. You just gotta keep on it. You gotta keep keep going and and uh, persevere. That's what you you need to have that and and faith in yourself and um, and you, you know you're gonna have ups and downs. Everybody does. So, you know, just go for the ride and stay focused. I think that's, that's pretty much the main, the main thing. And then be honest with yourself, you know. Uh, you know, you don't, you, I think people get lost and they try to chase success. And, um, and it's just mysterious because it's like a spirit, you know. That you're going to grab something. It's, it's, it's really out of your hands. It's kind of like, comes like a, almost like a song comes in you get a great idea you grab that song you don't you're gonna miss it so but you gotta be open to to success and uh, you you have to be uh, open to uh, going after it you know sometimes things don't just come to you you have to go get it and uh, and that seemed to be what everybody that I know how they become successful they have to go get it this doesn't, doesn't come through to the mail you know it's not like a lottery ticket or something so you have to you have to be devoted and, and, and go and, and you know some people uh, it becomes they, they get it before uh, they're more focused they know exactly what they want to do it's like a student you know you saw some people go to school for years and still don't know what they want to do <laughs> yeah. but you know but uh, in music it's, it's like that you know if you're Fits anywhere I go within that. So, uh, 
very blessed because I, I know a lot of people that uh, give up. Yes, there is a lot of people that give up, and it's. I was just talking to to um, a friend of mine not too long ago about music, um, and they asked me, "Are you still trying to do that?" <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Yeah, because I can't help myself." I said, "I'm a sucker for punishment," but you know, like <laughs> you, you, you can't get it out of your blood, and it is a it's like a vocation more so than it is a job. Um, it's what yeah. you're called to do because, and this is resonating with me, listening to your words because you want. For me, I wanted to be able to tell a story. That's why I got into it. I wanted to be able to somewhat educate people on the local communities that I was raised in and what our life was like. I guess that's why I always had to draw to blues and folk music because yeah. I love hearing these stories and I said well if I do and I did when I was a very young person um, I listened to a whole kind all kinds of music but it does get very confusing sometimes for artists because especially if they're still just you know they're just coming into it no matter what age they are they've decided to do something and there's all these mixed messages out there. Oh, well, you know, folks out, you're not going to be able to make any money with that. And it always comes back to money and right. being able to get the gigs. But it's it's more than that. And it's very difficult to sort through the truth. You know, there's a lot of truths, but what's what's the real truth? Because there's, there's a lot of truths out there. And a lot of those yeah. truths are somewhat fabricated from fact. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's, there's, there's people that, you know, they expect to, they, they think that they deserve the success because they've been playing along long enough. Um, but it, it's, that's, that's the, the mystery, because it is a mystery um, of, of being able to uh, perform um, to the right people, to the right person. I mean, it, you know, that, People would say, you know, all you need to do is write a hit song, you know. And it's just, well, you know, it's easy just to say that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, who wants to write a terrible song? <laughs> That's my goal. <laughs> I, mean, she, she, I mean, you sit down and you, you go, you know, you spend money, you take your money, and you go and you and you paying people to play a song that you that you wrote. I mean, it, you know, it's so. That's a a, a strange. A statement to just write a hit song. I said, usually, from what I know, the people that write those hit songs, they know it's going to be hit. Somebody somebody likes them, that it's connected, and and they play it with as a DJ over and over and over until because they like it, and it's a good song. But then there's a lot of good songs, millions of good yeah. songs, and so they only pick a few, and you have no 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 say over it. Um. I mean, it used to be, you know, in, in, in the 70s and the 60s, it's drug-related, where they play it, you know, pay-to-play, whatever. And uh, But I think, uh, so he's writing a song. He just, I think you just write a song you, you like and, and put some thought into it. And if it has a message and the people gravitate to it, that's good. And if they don't, I think they still appreciate it. And um, um, he just, you just keep going. And I mean, hell, I'm 75 years old. I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't have too much time to go, but I think, um, but it's a, it's a, it's a good, it's a good, uh, it's a good ride, and uh, I'm able to go places where I would. I mean, it cost me a fortune if I decide just to start flying these places and paying for the hotel and food to all these different places, and and so now I'm, I'm able to. To go these, be invited, paid, invited, paid transportation, meals, accommodation, sightseeing, and then get paid, and uh, and it's, it's a wonderful thing. Uh, um, and I see, you know, um, that's what's good about it. Not 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 a lot of my friends that they, they get really frustrated. They're living in Vancouver and they're getting frustrated because of things closing, like every place. You know, clubs are closing. It's kind of hard to keep a club open. 
mm-hmm. nightclub. And so I said, you know, and then, and then, they, so they walk around and they're depressed. And I, I said, you know, I don't know why you're so depressed. He, obviously, you haven't looked at a globe. Maybe we should go into a library and look at this globe that you live in, this big world, and find your city, and then look at all the other cities in the world. Now, there's some place over, over there that will give you that satisfaction. But just sitting here looking sad is not going to get you anywhere. You have to go get it. I mean, it's, you know, they, they say, hey, it's gold over there and, you know, in New Brunswick. They need going to New Brunswick, you know. And, and so uh, you don't sit and worry about what's, what, what's not happening in, in, in Vancouver or Kelowna. <laughs> you, 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 have to, you have to start traveling. Yeah. And so you have to travel. So sometimes you got to travel in another country. That's good, but that's what everybody did before. So I, I will say it's nothing, nothing unusual. Um, so there's, there's, there's opportunity. You just have to go get it. I mean, you know, sometimes it's not just opportunity. It's not right there at your door. It's in someone else's door. You have to, you know, it could be in someone else's country, but there's opportunity and stuff. And so you just have to just, you know, uh, kind of go for it. I love that. And what, a, and what a way to see the world. I mean, this is great. This, for, for me, I, like I said, I just, you know, there's, I still have places in my bucket list I'd like to go to, which I haven't been yet. But it looks like next year, uh, some of that will be uh, filling up. So uh, that's a great thing. So I, I've, I've got one more question for you, and then we're going to wrap it okay. up and tell people like how to find you and uh, where your, where your tour is going to be next, uh, where you're going next. Um, but how would you define success like what is it what's it you think success is for you in your career for music um well i you almost have to go back to what my dad what my dad told me success on musicians is one that can make a living playing music that would be uh, a successful musician um i think for me um that's an important thing because then you want to look for a job, you know, um, and you can, and you can, and actually people will appreciate your talent, so they're paying you for your talent. Um, I, I think that that's, I mean, I have some goals put that way, but I think in, in being in, in the first successful uh, plateau is being able to support yourself and your music. And uh, and then and then you know then you climb the steps ladder. You you, you do more for yourself to make yourself uh, worth more. You put out your records. You tour. You 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 uh, you put your awards. You get your interviews. All these little steps you do to, to get up to the point um, of total success. You know, from from my income, I I was able to buy a car, buy a house, you know, take care of family. That to me was a success, successful. Um, There's a lot of other things I like to be able to do. Like to, to me, everybody like to work less and make more. So that just requires you to be more focused on your direction and just hope. that uh, it's your time. You don't ever know when your time is or, what, or whatever song someone picks would be the one. But uh, uh, enjoy enjoy it. I think that to me is, to, to me, uh, enjoy what you're doing, love what you're doing. Um, I think that's the main thing because what you, when you retire, what are you, you going to do? <laughs> what do you just, you just sit there and wait for the, there's uh, a, little phrase you use, you sit there waiting for the chariot, you know, you look up or you look down whichever chariot, which way is coming, <laughs> you know, what kind of person you've been, you know, uh, and, or you just keep going until, you know, you, you, you run that mile and you just, you know, you say, well, I'm just going to sit and get my rocking chair, I did, I had my fun, you know, and uh, it was a wonderful, it was a wonderful experience, I met a lot of great people, 
bunch of other great places. Um, that to me is a success. So, you know, that, I mean, I have goals. I love to, I love to pick up a Grammy. That'll be a wonderful thing. I mean, I have a Juno, and I, and I'm thankful for that. And a Blues Award, I'm thankful for that. That's just, just thankful for um, people just uh, getting to, uh, just getting to know me. I'm really grateful that you uh, agreed to have this interview tonight. And I would like to have another one at some point in time in the near future. Sure. I really enjoyed this. And uh, oh, can you just you. tell our listeners a little bit about um, how they can get a hold of you? Uh, see where you're up, your webpage? Okay. You ready? Yep, I am ready. Uh, okay, so you can get in touch with me at kennybluesboss.com. And I'm on Stony Stony Plain Records, but you can get me that way. Or True North Records, either way, where they're both merged. Um, I'm in Kelowna. I'm all over the webpage. And just remember, Kenny Blues Boss Wayne, not Kenny Wayne Shepherd. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> it comes up, doesn't it? <laughs> We're good friends. We, we actually met the time. We, we got a good chuckle at laughing about things. But um, anyway, um, yeah, that's how you can get in touch with me. Love to hear from you. Awesome. So there you got it, you guys uh, listening out there tonight. Uh, you've been listening uh, to the one of the greatest blues men that I have heard in a long, long time. I'm so blessed to have heard him. You can shoot me an email, too, on our sites, on our Facebook site or webpage, if you want to know a little bit more, and uh, we'll get you directed to over with Kenny. And Kenny, uh, okay. thank you so much for being here with us tonight, and I'm definitely going to stay in touch with you. I really thank enjoyed you. this interview. Well, it was a pleasure talking with you, too. Okay, thank well, you. you take care, and, and we'll be talking again sometime. We sure will. Okay. To it. Thank Anytime. you. Bye. Bye. Bye for now. And there we have it. What a wonderful person. I learned so much from him just listening to him myself. So we're going to play a tune from Kenny's album that he has uh, just released this September. And uh, we're going to close the show out right after that. But I hope you enjoyed uh, the interviews tonight. Don't forget, we're back on again Sunday night with um, another lady who has uh, got into music to help herself uh, heal uh, with issues and hurts and pains that she's had. Um, due to being having a mental Ill, illness undiagnosed uh, most of her life. So she's going to be with us Sunday night at 7 o'clock Eastern. So I hope you join us and show, us, uh, show her a little love. And uh, note that we're going to be doing this um, more often due to a high demand for the interviews and for the artists that we're having on the show. So we're going to give you uh, some Kenny right now and it's called that girl needs help i get a kick out of the song <laughs> and i hope you do too and i'll be back to say goodbye right after that
so much fun <laughs> so you were listening to kenny blues boss wayne and kenny resides in Kelowna, bc and uh he's going to be going on tour soon so check him out on facebook i'll put some links up on the facebook group so that uh, you can catch him there it's kind of hard to do over the air sometimes you're not near a pen or or whatever so don't forget to tune in again on Sunday night. We're going to be having another guest. We've got a list of guests coming up. We're booked right through and booking now for January 2019. Can you believe it? And that's two nights a week. So I want to thank you for tuning in tonight. And don't forget to share HGB Canada. Let them let every, all your friends know that we're here. And uh, that's a good way to support this station. Next, we're going to take you out on a song called... Ah, uh, let's see here. I knew I'd be playing the blues, and we'll see you Sunday night. Thanks for joining us. I was brought up in church. Wasn't mine to keep 